0: Hey, what's up? This is Sean from the band Jupiter Styles. This is Dave from Jupiter Styles, and you are listening to Sound Sessions.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Michael Heideman, your host of Sound Sessions here on WGN Radio. And I'm stoked today. We have two amazing musicians in the studio, and I just love when Chicago musicians work their tails off and create amazing music and just bring a great load of positivity to the city and these guys do it better than ever from jupiter styles we have sean newman and Dave Sagan, what's going on, guys? Hey, good Probably to see much. you.
2: Thanks for all those nice words. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> I really us. appreciate it.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. So, like I was saying, you guys are from Chicago. Where are you from? what's your What's your background? Where are you? What uh, What suburb do you guys hail yeah, from?
2: We're from Oak Forest, Illinois. Okay. Um, it's what thirty minutes south of Chicago. Twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, so about there. like the city. We're like both Africa. from the south suburbs. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. There was a, yeah there's a big start. music scene there when we were kids so everyone kind of just eventually moved up to Chicago so really there is a big music scene in Oak <laughs> Forest, Illinois <laughs> I guess that's talking a little <laughs> bit too big um there's like I don't know like house shows that we'd go to and stuff a lot of our friends that are in Chicago bands now um like our friend Namdi Obanaya mm-hmm. who's a um a really influential person in Chicago now to us um he was from that area too so yeah a lot of friends down there moved up here Uh, yeah explain
1: who Namdi is
2: um he uh he runs super records which is a uh independent record label in Chicago and he's been making music as a singer-songwriter for years and years and years um since I was a a little teenager (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah he does a lot of great stuff Uh, he's always on tour always making music always doing stuff himself he rules
1: That's so cool. That's so cool. (laughs) So what kind of shows did you go to and grow up with? Because I I remember when I was going back in... McHenry, illinois uh the northwest suburbs as well and this is very hypercentric illinois talk (laughs) a lot of people listen to this podcast and they're like where the hell are you talking (laughs) um but it was always roller rinks and the uh the knights of columbus and the vfw yeah
2: that Uh, rules a roller rink would be so sick yeah yeah dang um we a lot of houses for us and then there was a couple small small venues uh Sound lab. Yeah. They weren't the best at by any means, but uh, spaces where we could go play music. Didn't get paid or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our friends paid to come see us. <laughs> and so, you know, it's all this, like, just goofy stuff there. But yeah, a lot of small, small venues in like strip malls or something or. national pizza place. Yeah, yeah. A pizza place. You a pizza or, place? What was it I called? Papa's Pizza. <laughs> all right. And uh,
0: they had a back room that we. Halfway filled. Oh yeah, we'd
2: get pizza though, right? Uh, pff, not for free. Like a discount but. or something. I don't know. Yeah, nothing was ever uh, <laughs> given to the hardest. Yes. Really? Much. Yeah. No. Come
1: on, Oak Forest. You were <laughs> doing game. it for us. Papa's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, they didn't even go for the Johns. They're just like, we're gonna stick with Papa's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No it's one will good know. Call. If, no one will make the connection. It'll be totally cool. Yeah,
2: they just actually just like, it was the neon Papa John sign. They just didn't. (laughs) John's (laughs) fire.
0: They just didn't light the sign. Decommissioned (laughs) Yeah.
2: So when you were playing in Oak Forest, what was
1: the uh, first inception of the band? Because Sean, I'm looking at your wealth of uh, bands that you're in right now. Uh, Did it start with Rat Boys, or how did you guys
2: get Um, get That's how I met, um, well, that's kind of how I met Dave and Julia. Um, Dave and I knew each other beforehand just through music and through living in the same area together, Mm -hmm. Um, and Julia, who, Dave and Julia are Rat Boys, Um, and she came from Kentucky, met Dave at Notre Dame. You could probably tell us Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so my partner,
0: Julia, (laughs) Julia Steiner and I, um, you know, I've, I've known Sean for a long time, like, we played... Shows together in high school. Yeah, like our very first saying. bands. Mm-hmm. And then um, a couple of years ago, we asked him to play music in Rat Boys to join the band. And um, so we've been touring for like, I think, two years now with Sean. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of gradually spilled over to his most recent project, Jupiter Styles. And um,
2: yeah, which used to be, I, I had a band for a long time, like since we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. I just used to just like. Take songs that didn't fit in the bands I was playing, and I'd put them under this name, Single Player. Like mm-hmm. I would literally like put it into a file folder on my computer as like Single Player, like the video game, yeah, mode or whatever. That and, was your alias at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, like I was like I never thought this would become a band name or anything. It was just kind of like a joke thing I'd put into a file folder on my computer to like place all these songs and organize them. Mm-hmm. And then I would start to play like shows by myself, whether it was like solo acoustic or with a full band as Single Player. And stuff, and I was like, "Dang, I really like committed to that name when I didn't want to." So, <laughs> just basically switched the name, and like the songs are a little bit like structure different and sound different now because I'm older, I think too. So mm-hmm. there was kind of like a, almost like a timestamp rather than a name change.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. I w- I was listening to the album uh be good yeah, yeah. be good be good. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> <That's>
3: <laughs> so okay. I was listening to the
1: album Be Good. Oh, I have it right here on my computer too. Um and you know, I got this great great sense of early or late 90s early 2000s just college rock. Sure, and yeah. then I read about your your band Ju- uh, Jupiter Styles mm-hmm. and somebody had Kind of named it an indie-minded emo supergroup, <laughs> yeah, and I can totally feel that. I was getting the vibes. I felt like I was back. Uh, at my parents' bedroom, or not at my. Par- <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> not bedroom. Yeah, added that too. I, I got gotcha. I was in my parents' basement, just listening to songs on my headphones, and and I got
2: that I got that vibe. Um,
1: so, is this what you grew up on? What was the influence to kind of find the sound?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that was just ingrained, like hammered and hammered home into my brain over the years, mm-hmm. which is just like pop radio for a long time, which at that time in, like, the early 2000s and stuff was, like, Sugar Ray and Third yeah. Eye Blind and stuff like that. So I definitely all that got stuff. those vibes. Good, I'm glad. That makes me really happy. Um, that music rules, and that, like, really formed what I thought about, like, melody and stuff. And then growing up, going to shows in basements or pizza places or different houses around, the like, Midwest and around the, like, whole country and stuff, you start to get all these other different influences that all these other people had. And so... I started to kind of, that started to rub off on me in a way. And so it's a sort of a blend of, you know, like all the punk bands that we'd see in basements across the country mixed with this like, kind of like early 2000s, like pop radio, like pop rock radio stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I'd like to think that it's an interesting blend. So,
1: <laughs> so do you write all the parts or Dave, when, you, when you're uh, rocking out with him, do you kind of <laughs> add your own influence to really create that great, great mesh of
0: sound? I mean uh they're completely Sean's songs but uh I do help out with the occasional lead guitar. <laughs> yeah,
2: I can't play guitar very well, so I depend heavily on Dave to help me out sometimes when uh there's a song Life like on uh Be Good that we were uh when we were recording it, I was just kind of singing to Dave the guitar solo that I wanted. I was like it should kind of go like this and kind of mm-hmm. like hummed it or like poorly saying it to him and he's like oh okay like this and just like rips it on the guitar in two seconds i'm like okay that's why i need you (laughs) here
1: that's awesome so let's talk a little bit about your guitar playing dave when you when you're jamming out and and getting uh ready to i guess put your mindset into either jupiter styles or rat boys is there a split is there a place you go to in your head when you're like all right this should sound like
0: this or is it all just the vibe um I mean it, it all stems from the vibe, really we're just trying to make it raw and rocking, I think, like Jupiter styles uh, this incarnation of Sean's music is like you know just getting to the root of all those power pop like pop radio bands, just making it rocking and um really not afraid to go all over the place mm-hmm. um you know, reaching to like kind of just lots of distorted guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were talking a little bit beforehand about creating the right kind of sound, and I mentioned to you guys that I'm kind of a gearhead. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like, I like looking mm. at pedals and I fall down this rabbit hole of just researching compressors and, and, and grunge and fuzz. <laughs> uh, what kind of pedals, what kind of setup do you use for your, oh, for your I, sound?
0: Yeah, I try to just keep it simple and have lots of gain stages, so like just uh, overdrive pedal, fuzz pedal, and delay pedal for a little bit of bigness mm-hmm. ambience and um yeah that's about it cool do you have a certain company that you go to to find your pedal or is
1: it are you loyal to any of these mxrs mm. or oh <laughs>
0: uh, sean has a couple of things to say about yeah. it i'm, like, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry guy. But um i'm always just looking for the deals you know yeah whether yeah. it's you know buying on reverb or um going to craigslist to you know, or buying from a friend. Mm-hmm. Always looking for the used deal.
2: Yeah, the MXR ones are really cheap. You um, think they're cheap? Uh, like, n- no, not cheap in a bad way, but they're like cheap in price. So oh, I'm yeah, always yeah. drawn yeah. to them. Yeah, So I don't have money. So yeah, so I kind of have a couple MXR pedals and stuff.
1: Right on. But, so where can you, what kind of electronic-wise, what do you use, Sean?
2: Um, very basic. Like I said, I'm I've, I'm not very good at guitar, mm-hmm. so like I've never really focused too much on kind of expanding all the effects that I can use and stuff. So I'll kind of use distortion and just make, you know, that punch louder. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just a little bit of delay and stuff like that, kind of add more effects and mess around with stuff. But, yeah, nothing too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right
0: on, right on. You might as well just label all the pedals more loud.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: Because <laughs> 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 you guys play in very, uh, well, you started out in very small venues, and now you guys are moving up to larger spaces. Um, so I guess filling that kind of room is, is such a, what a great sense you get from going to a show and it being loud as hell, Sure, right? yeah,
2: yeah. Like, I saw Dinosaur Jr. once, and it was just, like, the loudest thing possible, oh because gosh. they just have stacks and mm-hmm. stacks of amps, which, now that I, like, have been playing shows and, you know, I'm more involved with, like, live music day in, day out, that I know that that's totally not necessary mm-hmm. at all, because mm-hmm. you can just mic something. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny to see a band like that and just have these huge stacks of amps and stuff or... Um, Bands that have, like, I don't know, just a lot of gear in terms of, like, to make things louder when it's like, oh, you could just mic it and just bring one amp with you. And it's kind of funny to see that. Uh, difference between a couple of bands where there's a lot of bands that bring a lot of stuff and then there's a lot of bands that travel in a small van and mm-hmm. just pack whatever they can into the back of the van and then they're good to go.
1: That's a good point, you know, because you, you look at bands and, and the bigger they get, they try to make it, you know, you see bands like Fallout Boy. Sure, or yeah. A Chicago band. That it's you, more of like an
2: image of a yeah. stack. <laughs> it's <laughs> like,
1: the image yeah. rather than like really creating the sound. Which
2: I'm for too, you know, you got to put on a show, you mm-hmm. know, people go there for this kind of like image of a rock band too so i totally get that too if you're at that level where you can afford it but. right on so
1: <laughs> that's a good that's a really good point so you guys being in a rock band that's kind of taking over like you see your name you're a uh, 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 tied on to all these big shows that I'm I'm looking at right here. You're playing March 6th at Lincoln Hall with the Beths and Bad Bad Hats. Uh, uh, Bad Bad Hats, one of the one of my favorite bands of the yeah, time. She, it's I mean, awesome. what a it's gonna be awesome. great lyrics. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and great venue too, Lincoln Hall. Yeah. It's so what exciting. kind of Im- what kind of image are you guys trying to trying to create or put out? Because you seem very genuine and and like uh, Dave said, raw.
2: <laughs> sure, I've I've been thinking about that more and more. I'm kind of like. You know, as I'm reflecting... We're writing a new record and recording a new record right now and kind of reflecting on what do I want this band to mean and Mm -hmm. what do I want these songs to mean and stuff. And I've been kind of thinking that maybe my purpose is to show that... To kind of bridge that disconnect between people going to shows and like that are big, avid fans of music and they kind of look up to musicians as these giant idols, Mm -hmm. which is fair and totally, you know, like, okay. And, you know, often a good thing, but... I think people often forget that people in bands or people that make music are just, you know, like very normal people or like a baseball player, you know, like I'm sh- Randy Johnson is a normal person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you kind of forget that stuff. And so it's kind of good now, especially in 2019 with like social media and stuff, you can connect to people, see their daily lives and mm-hmm. stuff. And I kind of want to have music and have people listen to the music, but remember that, you know, like I walked to the grocery store and Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, I think that's a very important thing to separate this idolization from the artist and kind of, kind of make it, Known that very normal people are making art too.
1: Yeah, there's a new wave of rock and roll where it's not like the old 1980s Motley Crue that are on <laughs> yeah, the, on the yeah. road. Like that know. stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like doing cocaine exactly, and drinking yeah. booze. I, I was interviewing um, uh, the band Greta Van Fleet uh, mm. and who's taking over the world right now. They they got nominated and won a sure, Grammy in yeah, yeah. the first like year that they're out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were talking about eating hummus and just going vegan most of
2: the exactly, time. Exactly, like, wow. yeah. I think people are yeah. getting more and more normalized in 2019, which is good because they always have been since the dawn of time. Like mm-hmm. Everyone is essentially the same person in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So I think that's a really good, positive thing to start happening. What kind of musicians do you have
1: you guys I- idolized in your life? Dave, who do you look up to or who do you follow on Instagram kind of thing?
0: Mm. I don't know. It it changes from time to time. But Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Reinhardt, Tara Mellos, um, really love them. And they've always been super influential. I guess Frank Zappa, but that was a little bit before my time. But I still, you know, like appreciate all his music. If Mm -hmm. if he was alive, probably still idolize him. Hate to say that because, you know, artists are normal people (laughs) with their strengths and weaknesses. But, like, yeah, I really like Frank Zappa. Um, best name for a daughter too moon Zappa moon unit, <laughs> moon yes. unit. and then there's like uh, <laughs> there was another one too it, it's great um oh Neil young like mm-hmm. I still love him and Absolutely. everything he's about um yeah I don't know just uh people who aren't especially renowned but just really I don't know get to uh it get to me yeah well do you remember the first <laughs> albums like
1: your parents put on or your brother or sister put on and you're like wow you know music that thing I have to get my myself involved with that
0: oh man uh, this starts with the classic rock stuff mm-hmm. ACDC which has a huge influence on us um <laughs> I mean quite literally yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh Pink Floyd at my house was like the starting point like that was Kind of like the common d- ground between my dad and I, like we both liked the wall. so mm-hmm. that kind of got me going, just got me off the ground, and also like encyclopedia clips, like of different music genres. I love that. <laughs> what do you mean encyclopedia? <laughs> you know, clips? like like you have the CD with the encyclopedia, like Britannica 2005, <laughs> loaded on the CD. And then you go through the articles, and it's like, oh, here's an article on Philip Glass, and you listen to that. It's like, oh, here's an article on doo and you listen to like the one-minute clip of that that they have, and I don't know. There's a lot to be discovered.
1: Wow. <laughs> you know, that is so funny, because my dad did the same exact thing. When um, like IBM and the computers were just getting started in like the early 90s is when I was growing up, uh, we would watch, and the only programs you could use on this DOS system were Encyclopedia Britannica's. So I would look and I'd find clips of like the Hindenburg disaster and JFK. <laughs> yeah, and the worst And things. then the worst things. And for a while, that was all that you could see. But then they started adding music yeah, yeah, and everything and you kind of get more and more into it. They really fleshed it out. Yeah. They, <laughs> and uh, speaking of The Wall, uh, I listened to it from front to back the other day, uh, just like a few months ago. And, oh my gosh, is there... Is there a reason to be that theatrical on an album these days? <laughs> Holy smokes! There's like sk- like five minute skits in between. There was a skit of just like, children laughing for like three minutes, and I was like, "Whoa, this band is is kind of uh, kind of out there."
0: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely full of themselves to an extent. <laughs> but um, oh, I don't know, because you know, would you ever want to create an album like that, like a concept album? Oh, uh, takes a lot of like vision to get it. <laughs> like really execute it properly but like yeah i would love to think about it at least right on um but yeah you know everybody's done the theatrical thing now so you're always trying to find something new that kind of bridges the you know is this genuine or is this just like the thing i enjoy doing i mean Mm -hmm. i feel uh, you just trying to get the middle ground (laughs) What about you, Sean? Um,
1: like, when you're looking at uh, people that you are inspired by, who who were some of the people that you looked up to?
2: Um, yeah, to be honest, like, a lot of friends and stuff like that growing mm-hmm. up that I was seeing finding ways to make music in their daily lives and finding ways, like, right now, finding ways to work as an adult after college and still find places to make music or find time to make music and stuff. So that's really inspiring to, like, Look at them and kind of figure out how to do it based off their path that they've been carving already. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like actual like star musicians, I think like the only person that I would probably have a difficult time talking to would be like Leslie Feist because yeah, it's like she's just in such an idolized place in my mind, which I know is so hypocritical from what I was saying, but she's just I don't know something about her music and her art. And everything that she's done throughout her life as a musician has been so inspiring to me, that yeah, it'd be difficult. So I'd melt and be like, I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> if you could ask her one question, what would you want to ask her? Oh gosh! You get a moment with Leslie Feist.
2: Adopt me as your kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so cool. So when you were when you were getting started, and you mentioned getting from Oak Forest to the city. <laughs> What were some of the shows you used to go to uh, here in the city that kind of inspired you?
2: Um, In the city of Chicago, my mom, like, bless her heart, would take me to shows anytime I would, you know, save enough money. Or, like, if there's, like, really nice, if it was my birthday, she'd buy me a ticket to a show or something Mm -hmm. like that. And we'd see, like, The Hives or, you know, like, shows like that that are, like, clearly rock shows at, like, The Vic or The Mm -hmm. Riviera or something like that. and. Uh, I was, I don't know, there was one show, this band Editors from the UK came over and played, and they played with this band, Ra Ra Riot, Mm -hmm. and that was one of those moments where it was like breaking the fourth wall for me, because we got there, and we, you know, we were really interested kids, and we kind of were walking around and stuff, and ended up in, like, the hallway where all the dressing rooms and stuff were, and we were like, kind of ran into Ra Ra Riot who was the opening band and they were like very nice to us because we were clearly kids Mm -hmm. like probably like 7th grade kids or something and then we met the guys and editors and stuff like that and it's like oh we just saw y'all play this like crazy show that I would never believe I would be able to talk to you and you're talking to me like a normal human being and I'm like a little kid and you guys are (laughs) adults so it was like that was one of those things where it kind of like was normalizing that gap for
1: me too that's
0: awesome that's awesome what about you dave um beat kitchen shows yes (laughs) so amazing when i was you know 15 16 um yeah i i really especially nowadays i don't like the huge crowded theaters Mm -hmm. but you know small shoebox venue like the beat kitchen or sub Tea, like i could go to a show every night at a place like that um remember i saw owen like after like a record release show there um just seeing like uh jangly emo bands Mm -hmm. in basements Mm -hmm. um when you catch wind of you know who's coming through town that was really special because you're like oh I, i I caught it. Like, that's yeah. not gonna happen again. Yeah,
2: there's this, uh, there was this show, uh, this band Algernon Cadwell Adder came through, and some of those people play in, like, Hop Along and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um They... This band was, like, a jangly emo band that played in a basement in Chicago, and I was definitely in, like, early high school when this show was happening. I don't know how old you were, late high school. Oh, yeah. I was talking about it in my, like,
0: art class. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so,
2: and so we, like, I took the train up to the city to go to this show in this basement somewhere in the city. I've, I don't remember where it was, like, near Congress Theater or something, and... I, there's videos on YouTube of this show now and every couple months I'll find out a new person that was at the show or I'll meet someone else who's like oh yeah one time I was at this show and it was Algernon Cadwell at you know at this basement and it's like okay and you can like literally like go to the video and freeze frame it and see all these different people who are in all these different bands or involved with the music community in some way that were at this show and there's a couple of shows like that from growing up where like at our friend Namdi's house, there's a show where you pause the video and start circling people and just kind of be like, whoa, all these people are in one room at one time <laughs> and we're all kids. It's insane. That's why. That it's so <laughs>
1: wild because it you see how tightly knit the
2: music community is. Yeah, yeah. Right? It starts because we all kind of grew up together in different places and then like you meet a bunch of other people who grew up together in another part of the suburbs mm-hmm. or different part of the city or from a different city that all moved here together and stuff and you kind of start bridging those communities together and stuff. And it's really cool the way it's like knitted together, like you said.
1: Yeah. When I was growing up, I remember when I'd, I lived in the suburbs as well and and again, sorry for being so hyper <laughs> yeah. but at the time in chicago in in the suburbs, bands like Fallout boy, the academy mm-hmm. um uh what is it uh October fall, and yeah.
2: all these f- the academy is the academy is Yeah, that was yeah. a huge band mm-hmm.
1: to me growing up too well the, when I, when I was they used to be called the academy, and then they had like, oh, yeah, this big yeah.
2: switch, sure,
1: and it was like a big deal for everybody in the music community because we are like, oh man. <laughs> This is, this is changing up because they're getting too big now they got to change who Academy is and it was like all these great Chicago bands that all of a sudden blew up bigger than you would ever imagine mm-hmm. like seeing Fall Out Boy um, I keep mentioning them and I feel sure, like sure. but I dork, mean that's a gigantic
2: a worldwide international band that came from the suburbs of Chicago came it's, from it's kind the of suburbs insane of to think about that
1: who played at? Uh, I remember I would see them at the Tower Records. Sure, yeah. In Schaumburg.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was, and I, I never, th- I knew that they were going to be big, mm-hmm. but I thought they were going to stop at like you know, their you know, the band Bayside. They, yeah, have like, yeah, they have a sure, they have yeah. a cap of like their diehard fans, and no matter what of they course, do, they yeah. can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I thought of that sure. was gonna be or like the yellow card cap. Yeah,
2: you can always do like a solo acoustic tour to like, yeah. loyal fans I, or get up kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: and now they're just like they're just too big for school. So, um, <laughs> so it was cool to see that like great Chicago community all come together and then like push themselves forward. Do you have any bands like that who you've uh, kind of taken under your wing or maybe have put you? under their
2: wing sure. and that are kind of like helping you out in, in the system at the moment definitely not under my
3: <laughs> wing <laughs> i'm definitely yes. like yes. being
2: carried by friends right now but mm-hmm. uh but yeah i don't there's plenty of bands that you yeah. um yeah i don't it's it's weird to sometimes like realize like you go on like some sort of like you'll end up on somewhere on facebook and you end up on like a uh, A music community page or something, and all these people are like talking about music they like, or Reddit or something. And it's like all of a sudden you scroll onto something where they're just like talking about your friends as if it's like celebrity gossip, and it's like crazy weird. Okay, but I mean,
0: like, uh, there's this band Dowsing that's helped um, really, they kind of taught us the ropes when we were starting to Mm -hmm. tour Mm -hmm. um, years back. I mean. Um,
2: Yeah, and we were in Europe um, last year for Rat Boys, and we would stay with people like every single night and stuff like that. And so we were staying. This happened a handful of times throughout all of Europe that we'd stay with somebody, get to their apartment, crash get ready to sleep and they're playing music and it was on shuffle and all of a sudden dowsing would come on and i'm like whoa we're across the world and like <laughs> our friends are mm-hmm. coming up on your like ipod shuffle or whatever it's kind of strange that's insane
1: can we can we st- uh step away from uh sure. jupiter styles for a second and talk a little bit about, about rat
2: boys I'm sure that's sure. all directed to dave oh. so <laughs> you
1: you you just came again mm. jupiter styles the album is called be good you got to find it you got to spin it Thanks. where can you buy it at the moment I'm
2: um sure? definitely any like sort of streaming place or whatever like iTunes or Amazon or whatever mm-hmm. it's on all that stuff distributed there um physically we ran out of CD copies but i ordered more cassette tapes <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, a good problem to have yeah i was Very excited and happy and kind of like honored that it sold out so we yeah we ordered more physical stuff so you can order it online uh i have like a air quote record label that i put out the music through uh other world recordings Dot mm-hmm. U.S. Yes, it was a cheaper uh, <laughs> it was a cheaper URL to buy. Than hey, did
1: you com? hear that they're they're starting to do <laughs> emoji URLs? Really? Yeah, that's, that's like the new thing. Okay, I love that. weird <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, pictograms. Yeah, that's always. perfect for Dave. He loves emojis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what emoji would you have as your URL? Uh, dot
2: poop. <laughs> Oh that's probably like a million dollar URL <laughs> I mean, right there. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that smile is. You contagious. could probably just
2: <laughs> delete the rest of this interview and just use that part. Everyone will know
0: exactly who we are. <laughs> Dave Sagan. Jupiter Styles. Poop.
3: <laughs>
1: well, you got to listen to the album. It's it's one of the albums that you can just spin the entire way through and just enjoy every single song. Which about damn time that a band does that. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate uh, that. So you just came back from
0: uh, Tokyo. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean and I. Um, Holy smokes! With Rat Boys, we were in Japan for um, ten days. It's amazing. Yeah, Definitely it's going well. back there at some point. <laughs> yeah, what was yeah. the inception of, of going to Tokyo or j- j- to to uh, Japan? Was it in Tokyo?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: most of the trip and then Tokyo,
0: went to Osaka, and uh, Nagoya. So yeah. we did like three days. Um, we we just like built this relationship with um, our friend Sunhiro who runs this label out there called Friend of Mine Records. This his heart. Yeah, yes. Yeah, really <laughs> nicest man um,
2: in the world.
0: Amazing. Uh, they just kind of reached out to us when we were pu- putting out our record, GN, and, um, you know, knew our label, and, you know, we're kind of loosely connected. Um, met him at a festival in the, in the States when they came through. Um, and also our friend Hajime, who plays in this band, Firewood Project, yeah. um... We met all them at Fest in Gainesville, Florida, and just kind of got the gears rolling. They're like, "Hey, we like Rat Boys. Like Rat Boys is kind of successful in Japan." And we're like, "Really? I have no <laughs> conception. Like, no way to visualize like us being like popular in Japan." And it got to the point where it's like, "Yeah, y'all should come over this year." Just organized it and um, <laughs> really surprised us. Like. Because um, Tunehiro and Hajime just booked excellent shows for us. And it was, um, really, we were so lucky to have done that and be able to do that. So what was the turnout like? Are we talking sold-out
1: shows? Were they singing along with your songs? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sometimes, yeah. I don't, wow. it's weird I I, there
0: might have been a few lyrics.
2: Yeah, and it was kind of strange to think that, you know, and it's kind of weird to, like, be like okay that's you know they're singing the songs that we play every single night or that Dave and Julia wrote and stuff but then you think about it and you're like oh if a band that I listen to and like even if I just kind of know them were coming from Japan and Mm -hmm. playing in Chicago of course I would go see them yeah so it's kind of yeah there's I don't know kind of a lot of interesting and really heartwarming moments where you'd meet somebody and they'd be like, oh, I flew here from six hours away to come to this show, and it was like, holy crap, Man. like. I walk to the grocery store and I (laughs) play video games sometimes when I'm bored. You know, like all this like stuff where you start thinking about like, I'm just an idiot. (laughs) Like, why are you flying? But that's the thing. Like, this might be the only
1: time that they get to see your band Sure, that's what I was
2: saying. So it's like, when you think about it, it makes sense. And of course, I would like, you know, I would make an extra effort. I would drive to Cincinnati to see a band from Japan or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would do the same thing they were doing so it makes sense but it's very very heartwarming and reassuring too
1: what are the fans yeah. like in japan is what's the difference that you found from the united states to being all the way across the
0: other side of the planet oh people are very polite yeah extremely um, polite. like they stay they stay quiet they bob their head and dance around but they don't talk over the bands at all yeah. they wait till you say this is our next song, and then they start clapping. Yeah. Wow! Um, Are there woos, or is it just like oh, <laughs> like slow yeah, yeah, people clapping. Clapping. <laughs> very excited? Yeah. But um, yes, they they don't um, spam the woos. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was prepared because I um, really like professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and also I've like worked like covering professional wrestling and stuff like that, and so there's a huge wrestling community in japan and then obviously one here in the states and north america and in north america you see the entertain like people freaking out over entertainment stuff and like dave said talking in between stuff or on their phones and stuff like that like not paying attention sometimes and then in if you watch a professional wrestling match in japan everyone's quiet and then like a move happens and there's like you know, they, like, just slowly <laughs> clap like you were talking about. So I was like, okay, that's how it's going to be. And it was, like, generally kind of like that for music, like you said. Yeah, they, yeah. The people
0: were just, in the moment, not really focusing on anything else, anything in their hands. They're just watching us, and it kind of weirded us out. Yeah. <laughs> I really loved to it,
1: it, too. Yeah. Yeah. After <laughs> the shows, what did they say to you guys? Was there a long line for people for
0: pictures? Did you sell out the merch? Yeah, it was
2: nice. Um, yeah, people... Generally like autographs mm-hmm. out yeah, there, was, so that autographs. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, selfies. Yes, yeah, I that I started Double. thinking about that too because I was like, oh, everyone's kind of moved away from autographs in the states and go to selfies now. Yeah. that's like the new autograph. But
0: I mean, it makes it makes sense too because you know, like you were saying, Sean, if a band from any other country like comes through to Chicago has awesome merch that I want to buy, oh, like sure, yeah, yeah, this is the only. Probably the only chance I have to see them here, so mm-hmm. I'll get it signed. Why not?
2: Also played with like the most incredible bands I've ever seen in my life. Really? And. They had. I was. I was thinking about that because their merch displays are like Waffle House menus or something, where it's like laminated and you can like look <laughs> yeah. at it and pick what you want and Very like well okay, designed. here it is. And then we're like there with like scraps of pieces of paper <laughs> with like Sharpie written like this is five dollars. Oh, that's uh, the it's way. Kind I, of funny. To that's see the like
1: difference. a pure just rock band. Just yeah. A, with a, with the like the little frilly um, the ripped out pieces of sure uh, stencil yeah, yeah. paper <laughs> yeah. and everything. And it's then cool there, to it's see like,
2: them professionally taking care of business. Jeez.
1: <laughs> is there a band that we should check out uh, from Japan?
2: Yeah. Um, one of, a, a lot of our, f- what I'm lucky enough to say friends now, um, this band Lucy 2, 2 is in T-O-O, uh, is inc- an incredible band, uh, hopefully will one day come over to the States. Um, this other band, Regal Lily, who on Spotify and everything, it's uh, written in Japanese. It's like, it's hard to... Kind of look it up, but mm-hmm. you can find it if you look hard enough. Or regal lily, regal lily, um, yeah.
0: And then our friends, uh, the Firewood Project, course, yeah. Um, and uh,
2: falls, yeah. They were awesome too. It's, yeah, yeah. Just, they, our friend Hajime from the Firewood Project, like they toured with us Mm -hmm. it was firewood project and rap boys and we saw them play every single night luckily and it was amazing
0: we got shown up every night
1: yeah seriously (laughs) (laughs) they're so good what a gnarly adventure going all the way to japan with your music yeah you're you're playing music on a guitar and (laughs) and you get to sing a song and you get to travel all the way across the world to do
2: it yeah it's well and like with it was awesome because our friend uh Danny Lyons came with us too, who I grew up with playing music. So did Dave. He's also from Oak Forest. Mm -hmm. And he was a a drummer in Rap Boys for a very long time. And obviously Julia (laughs) was there too. Julia Steiner, who is Rap Boys with Dave. Um, And so it was awesome to be, you know, fly into Japan and like get off the plane. And you're like, I'm here with like three of my best friends that I've had from making music. Mm -hmm. And we're all the way across the world to make music and Jeez. play music for people. It was kind of a surreal 10 days for sure. How do you send your
0: uh, gear over there? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. another
2: Stressful, thing
0: about Japan. Yeah. They, uh, they, <laughs> yeah, Japan rules. they really make it easy for you. Every venue has their own dedicated back line that's pretty much the same wherever you go. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, you know, like um, yeah, Gear-wise, they have one Marshall amp always, one Fender Twin, and a Roland jazz chorus so this you know
2: just take like your pick at, at Customized, the venue like everywhere at the venue yeah, every, like on stage and like ready for you to use so like how the band the local bands that we'd play with local quote unquote you know huge bands and like their communities and mm-hmm. stuff they would just walk to the show or take a train to the show or something like that yep. and just use the gear that was there with just their, their guitar that's guitars. nothing like anything in the united states or the uk or anything you know I mean, like I, I guess, guess some in New places York, have, yeah, yeah.
0: In New York City, like, you could just bring your guitar to a show and, sure. you know, that's how you do it.
1: But, but like, the
2: gear's always beat up. And yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> <and stuff laughs> everybody
1: in America will beat the, sh- like, yeah, the shit out yeah, of the yeah. stuff
2: the, and then, exactly. and then be
1: like, a oh, sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry, not <laughs> my rock and roll. See ya. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks, dude. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, in Japan, it was very easy. Um, yeah, so we got to, like, borrow a lot of gear from the venues. When you go to, like, Europe or something, you have to, like, rent instruments there i mean we bring our guitars and stuff that we can carry and mm-hmm. stuff that's kind of more personalized like a guitar um in like pedals and stuff like that but like we would rent a drum set and rent amps and everything and we'd have to rent the van and put it in the van and drive it around and be responsible for all that stuff where it becomes very very stressful because mm-hmm. then you're like babysitting items for yeah life, you know it's like
0: oh these are the tools i need to work and if anything happens to them i'm I'm
2: screwed. Yeah, and I have to pay for it. Yeah, so it, it becomes like a huge stress. But in Japan, it was super easy. Right, they make on. it super. It's like a heaven on earth. The place rules. I would never. I, I guess I wouldn't even think about that. To be honest, that's that's a really
1: cool uh, aspect of traveling and playing overseas yeah, I guess there's a lot
2: of logistics to figure
3: out <laughs> yeah.
1: so you, you guys have all these great moments in your careers so far and your young careers you guys are like what is it 25 and then I'm uh, 26 yeah, and yeah you're 26
2: feel like I'm older than the earth uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got a lot of miles obviously <laughs> underneath you and a lot and a lot of inspiration to to, to draw from which is great what I- what has been like some of the more inf- more uh, exciting or moments in your career where you're like holy crap we're making it with this music that we're we're creating
2: sure anytime i pay rent i'm like cool that's like another month where i was able to do this you know because it's nothing's long term especially in the field that we're working in right now and we all work like other jobs as well that are in the same realm where they're just kind of like freelancing positions or things that aren't really like you know, we're not getting like a salary or like Mm -hmm. working towards a 401k or anything. So it's like, if we can make it to the next month, at least speaking for myself, if I can just make it to the next month, I'm cool. You know, so like every anytime that happens, but when, I guess to answer your question, probably more (laughs) towards what you were thinking, like going to Japan or going to Europe or Mm -hmm. traveling somewhere, like anytime we play in front of like, People that I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm, we're coming from playing in basements in the suburbs of Chicago or around the Midwest in cities where we know people. So, mm-hmm. every time growing up, we'd play a show, it would be to our friends and stuff. So, anytime we're playing to like a couple hundred people that I've never met before and probably won't ever meet before, it's, I don't know, you start to flip yourself into that position of, oh, now I'm in the position of those bands that I would go to see when I was a kid. And so it's, Kind of cool to step into that role and yeah. step into that lineage and history of music it's awesome.
1: yeah I mean sidebar quickly um, before we get Dave's answer uh, I know your aunt Jeannie yeah. here at WGN <laughs> yeah. radio and we were talking about music <laughs> one day and I was and we were just talking about all the bands that I was going to see at South by Southwest. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check out this band, Rat Boys," and you know. <laughs> and she goes, "Oh my gosh, my nephew is in that band!" That's and I'm like, crazy. "You are lying." <laughs> and, then, and then that kind of spun out into this great conversation about music. But it's true. I mean, you guys are influencing bands all over the world now, and, and people are from Chicago really are are taking uh, and sinking their teeth into your sound, which is nice. must be so nice.
3: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so, what about <laughs> but, you, Dave? What, yeah. What's been like a great moment or in on this adventure you call
0: music? um i mean still like everything's kind of a milestone you know remember the first tour we ever went on was like a vacation basically seven days we yeah. played four shows <laughs> <laughs> um and then you know the first real tour is also like a moment first time playing like a good show in new york city um like first time having a full packed room in chicago mm-hmm. and you know that stuff doesn't happen for a long time um and so when it finally did, it just gave us even more energy and like momentum to keep it going. So um, um, I don't know, it's, it's on one hand it kind of blurs together cause we're still doing it. Uh, but like on the other hand, like every, you know, basically every other show, every other time we're in a place that we've been before, it's like another milestone. It, it just gets better and better the longer you do it. Yeah. Wow, man. What, what an amazing, amazing
1: adventure that you guys have been <laughs> on. And, I, and, this, and this new album is amazing. Be Good by Jupiter Styles. And check out Rat Boys, too. You guys are doing phenomenal things for the industry, and I, and I can't thank you enough. Um, before I let you guys go, do you want to do a quick speed round of questions that I have written for you? Sure. It's the sound session let's speed questions.
2: Oh
1: God. <laughs> All right. So, what was your first burnt CD?
2: city Um City? Uh, Jeannie McGrory made it for me. Uh, <laughs> she. Uh, it was just a bunch of random songs because it was before, you know, you could just like get a bunch of different songs. So it was a lot of songs from like the radio, like Sugar Ray and stuff, nice. Avril Lavigne <laughs> and everything. Sorry, I'm trying not to go on too long. Speed, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> speed question, Speed, Sean. speed. Eminem for me.
0: <laughs> which which M M&M? and think Marshall Mathers. Oh the, man, or the M and M showing those.
1: <laughs> I remember needing to privately listen to that in my bedroom, and I and I couldn't let my, my mom or dad know that I, that. I even yeah, had it.
2: Sure.
1: <laughs> All right, so coffee or soda? Coffee for me soda, every day,
2: a thousand percent. What kind of soda? Um, I was loyal to Coca Cola, but. I, I'll I drink Pepsi too I'll drink anything Seriously. Yeah it doesn't
1: matter Just give me dirty water and I'll No drink one ever can do the Pepsi On top of the Coca-Cola sure. Well I was tastes. raised on
2: fast food So like okay. it was like You know whatever they had I'll take whatever cola you got
1: <laughs> How about this Tying in with a favorite food Pizza
2: Shit Italian beef sandwich Hot peppers
1: Two classic <laughs> Chicago <laughs> answers I wouldn't expect any less I'm very proud of those answers right now Alright your favorite venue in Chicago Beet Kitchen.
2: Um yeah, probably beet kitchen. Okay. A great
1: place. Favorite venue in the world. Oh Ooh, boy. Uh
0: God. Fever in Tokyo is great. Yeah. Um I
2: Oh, oh no. no. I Namdi's pancake. I feel like yeah. Oh Namdi's pancake. Yeah. Namdi's pa- pancake house. Yeah, he would he would have shows. Sorry, we keep talking about. Him. No, yeah, <laughs> we just saw it for important. the first time in a while. Everyone's like so googling been, this sure, guy now. Sure, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, he would have shows at his house in Lamont, Illinois. No Lamont. No, wasn't Lamont. Sorry, what would I say? Um, what was this? Uh,
0: Let's obscure history and say. Yeah, Lamont, Lamont is
2: like the worst town. Sorry, um, <laughs> I can't think. What was it called? It doesn't matter. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, his pancake house. Yeah, definitely not Lamont. Super far from it. <laughs> but he would have shows, and he would just make a bunch of pancakes in the kitchen, and just like throw them out to people. Oh man, I like love pancakes. it's just like okay,
1: That's so cool. cool. Just the weirdest. That's
2: thing. like the new day.
1: On a WWE Yeah at exactly. The waffles
2: It's just uh, Yeah it's the original version Of the new day.
1: <laughs> I'm a huge WWE awesome. fan too that So rules. we could talk about that After the For podcast. sure yeah
2: That would turn into A three uh,
1: <laughs> Coolest person you've met On tour Or in You know The last couple years With playing music Either celeb Or just a Random cool person
0: Oh um Rick from Pyle Is awesome I really enjoyed Meeting him Um And also Nardwar.
2: Yeah, it's going to steal. You guys Nardvar. met <laughs> for, for I, really? a second. I was too nervous, so I was too nervous to go up to him because I didn't know what to say. Which maybe I'll add him to my Leslie Feist list. Mm-hmm. But Julia ran up. Were you there too? Uh, no, no. Julia ran up and met him and. Introduced- Did you guys get interviewed by him? No. No, like, he was just yeah. like We've like all waiting, waiting for his pass mine. Sure. Oh yeah, we were waiting gosh. for ourselves by artist. He was getting pass, one of those free
0: backpacks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Did. Oh really? You met him in line. Yeah, you was just at like Southwest. one of those convention centers where they were like you know, you're checking in and <sighs> we were like, in, and were like checking in and we're like you're like it was, it was my first time at South by so I was kind of like flustered and kind of like taken aback by everything I'm like oh there's Dan Harmon and like from community wow. and then like oh there's Nardwar like what the hell did Nardwar have like? the uh, golf hat on Yeah, everything yep. yeah that's how we I you know that. that's how we knew him <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if I would know
1: him like just
2: yeah no, I guess I was just would. Like, I've seen <laughs> enough videos he has like a buzz <laughs> head or something and like no glasses
1: if he was wearing like some kind of like giant overcoat or something yeah like sunglasses. a
2: Miami Dolphins jersey
1: man I've, I've loved talking to you guys, I could probably talk to you up for the next <laughs> six hours, and I wouldn't even you realize do. it. Uh, they have their show coming up on March 6th at Lincoln Hall, but you should check them out all over the world. Do you know the dates for South By yet?
2: Um, yeah, we're going down um, March 9th. We're playing in Columbia at Cafe Berlin. Then we're down at South By from March 10th through the 16th. 16th. And then uh, we're playing just a bunch of different showcases down there. You can find it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then March 17th in Lawrence, Kansas at the Little White Schoolhouse. And then we're back in Chicago. Man. And we're playing in Chicago. Jupiter Styles is playing um, April 4th at Burlington Bar with our friends, Hikes, from oh, yeah. uh, Texas. Man,
1: what, what an amazing, amazing time talking to you guys. You it's too. Sean Newman and Dave Sagan from the band Jupiter Styles and... Rat Boys. <laughs> you can check them out all over wherever you find music. Guys, speaking of music, I'd love to hear some songs by you guys. Is that going yeah. to be okay? Sure. Of, of course. course. Okay, right
2: on. Cool. Alright, all right. hey, uh, we're Jupiter Styles and this is a song called Baby Steps. It's the last song on our album Be Good.
3: Take my
2: We're Jupiter Styles. Uh, this is a new song called Torch. It's going to be on an album that's coming out later this year. Uh-huh. Get enough of sound sessions? Like our Facebook
3: page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.